Okay, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Brian Gronlock once again. Uh, today, I got a topic that I think is a really kind of a, a, a great one for parenting. This is kind of a culmination of a lot of different uh, therapy kind of topics as, as well as just common sense. Uh, as I've grown up, I'm, if something didn't make sense to me, uh, I had a really hard time learning it. It was, it was like the microbiology stuff, the stuff, that, I mean, you can't see it, so it didn't ever make sense to me, and I never really understood it that well. But this, this is kind of a, it is a blueprint for, if, if this doesn't make sense as I'm going along, then just turn it off. But I think it does make sense to everybody. I think it, 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 it'll ring true to, to your own experience. Even though it'll be different for everybody, the, the skeleton of the whole idea is, per, is pretty powerful. So go back to when you were a youngster, probably don't even remember it, but if you remember kids under five years old, if you have any around you, or maybe you do remember that, uh, life was probably pretty decent. You know, everybody around you was just oon and on at everything that you did. And you, you know, wow, he he jumped today, or he ate his first, you know, cookie, whatever. People start, are, you're just like the apple of everybody's eye. You know, you just can't do anything wrong. What ends up happening, though, when you go to school for the first time? and a lot of times that's earlier than five, kids start doing, and you'll remember this probably, they start comparing themselves to other kids. They start noticing, wow, he picked up on that a lot faster than I did, or I am always picked last for recess, or that kid can draw good, or even to the point of, wow, look at the car he got dropped off in today at school, as compared to mine, or people keep talking about this religion that I'm not a part of or I mean there's so many different things that just even your height or whatever so kids start to kind of develop we call it in this field uh, core beliefs about themselves they kind of feel like they start telling themselves I'm dumb I'm and and obviously you can have positive core beliefs too but uh, this is when parenting really kicks in. When a kid, let's say a kid starts feeling like he's dumb. No, let's say a kid feels like he's not fitting in athletically with his friends because they're not picking him on the teams or whatever. Recess becomes a kind of a negative experience for him. Hopefully, a parent is going to pick up on that when a kid comes home from school. going to notice it in their eyes, and they're going to say, What's up, Johnny? What's going on? And the kid, you know, well, Mom, I don't... Nobody ever plays with me at recess. So the parent can actually intervene there and reframe things in that little guy's head. Like, not lie to him, but kind of explain things to him, you know? Um, if, if it's about schoolwork, it's like, well, did we study very hard? Or maybe if we did this, it would be better. Or, or be honest in saying, you know what? Math was hard for me, too. Was, I really struggled in it. But remember how good you are at this. And remember, it's it's... It's just a way to reframe it in the kid so that they can turn around and walk off and really not have that negative thing, that negative core belief 
Uh, when we explain it to kids, I usually use a pair of glasses, really big glasses, that you can write on. So pretend like you've got this, this set of glasses on your face. And as things become deeper and deeper ingrained into you, these negative beliefs about yourself, pretend like you're writing that on your glasses. So every day you walk out into the world, you're wearing these glasses that say, I'm dumb, I'm not good looking, I'm poor, I'm not a Mormon, or uh, I don't fit in socially, or the girls don't, whatever. And so as you're going through your day, what ends up happening is depending upon what kind of things are written on your glasses, it they get triggered throughout the day. So let's say a guy like me, who's bald. Most people aren't bald. So like a bald joke only affects me because I'm the only bald one, right? So everybody's got different things on their glasses that are written on there and different things trigger different people. So uh, a real athletic kid who misses a basket three times in a row doesn't really care but the kid who feels like he sucks at sports misses one and it's and it triggers his core belief that he is not doesn't fit in with the athletes and triggering one of those is painful it's always going to be a painful experience so if you think about it if you've got all these different things on on your glasses, you go out into the world, and every day those get triggered. After the trigger always comes these negative feelings uh, that remind you of all the times that really set that core belief deep into your psyche. Okay, So what ended up happening is then the kid, to deal with that kind of a thing, reaches into his bag of tricks or his coping skills and hopefully there's something in there to make him feel like to make him feel better now if a parent along the way has helped them teach them to reframe things to say yeah don't forget though i might not be good at this but i am good at this positive self-talk if if that's in their bag of tricks awesome they can use it or when they feel down hey let's get out and exercise or let's uh a lot of people talk. I'm going to call up my buddy and, and, and deal with it. different ways of coping. Everybody's got their different ways, but there's some that, are, that work and they're effective and other ones that aren't. And a lot of times, too often, kids reach into their bag of tricks and there's not, and there's not a ton there. And in too many cases, there's a lot of negative things in there. It could be these kids uh, use drugs and alcohol or pornography or vandalism, or fighting, or whatever it could be to make them feel better about the core belief that was just triggered in their head. So, I hope that makes sense. Kids growing up, he's learning all these things about himself as far as comparing them to other kids. These core beliefs get pounded into their heads, so now they're wearing these glasses that have all these negative thoughts on them. They go out into the world. They get triggered by different incidents every single day. And a kid gets dropped off in his Escalade, and this kid gets dropped off in his Hyundai Sonata or whatever. He, he's like, that's a trigger event for him. He reaches into his bag of tricks. Hopefully there's something in there. If there's not, there's negative things in there that they've learned maybe from their friends or maybe from 
um, parents, and and they use them. So let's go through this. Let's say a kid has a core belief that he's dumb. He gets his grades, he gets maybe a test pass back. It has a big F on it. His the kid sitting next to him kind of giggles. That's a trigger event for his dumb core belief, right? I'm dumb, gets triggered by that event. He reaches into his bag of tricks, and let's say fighting is the way he's going to deal with it. So he starts thinking, all right, you know what? After class, I'm going to punch this kid in the face. Now, deep down, he knows that that isn't right. He shouldn't do that. But it is in his bag of tricks. He did learn it from who knows who, and he's going to use it. Now, this is the last term that I'm going to, I'm going to give I promise I won't add any more vocabulary terminology, but they use uh, kind of they call them defense mechanisms or thinking errors. Basically, it's it's what you do to make yourself feel good about doing something bad. So here's an example: if you're like uh, on a diet and you walk into your office and somebody brought donuts. That microsecond that it takes you to feel good about taking a donut, that, whatever you just did right there, is a a defense mechanism or a thinking error. So you go, I'm going to justify it. I'm going to say, well, I'll walk up the stairs instead of take the elevator. Okay, now I feel good about doing something bad. Right? And our brains get so good at this. They get so fast at it. If you think of, of how dangerous it is to drive on a freeway. It is super dangerous, but none of us are afraid, really. I mean, the majority of us aren't. But how many people die every year on the freeway? Well, if we're constantly thinking about that, it's going to be tough to to function in our daily life. So we have to figure out a way to, well, that's not going to happen to me. Well, that happens to everyone. I'm a good driver. I have a big car, whatever. But think about this. Uh, sharks kill, I don't know, five people a year. We're all scared to death of those things. How come? Your odds of dying from a shark are just about like getting struck by lightning. But dying in a car wreck is probably the most likely thing, you know, for younger people than anything else. Why are we so afraid of sharks and not afraid? Well, our brain really had to figure out how to feel safe about doing something dangerous. We don't really have to do that in the ocean because, you know, the majority of us don't go there very often. So our brain really hasn't had to figure that out yet. But anyway, that that is a defense mechanism. So let's go back to the story. The kid decides, I'm going to punch this kid in the face. Now, how is he going to make himself feel good about doing something wrong? Well, he's going to justify it. He's going to rationalize it. He's going to, he's going to say, this kid shouldn't have done this to me. He should not laughed at me. He shouldn't have made the rest of the class make me look stupid. So suddenly this kid is kind of feeling better about doing something bad. If you can kind of look at this as like a cycle, it's like a circle. First thing that happened was he, he everything was going okay. He got triggered by some incident that happened that triggered back to one of his core beliefs. He felt bad, didn't like the feeling of feeling bad, reached into his bag of tricks, pulled out the coping of, I'm going to punch this kid in the face, had to justify it some way, so he used these defense mechanisms. Okay, class ends, walks out in the hall, punches the kid in the face, kid falls down, he walks off. Does he feel bad about it? Of course. Does his brain have to fix it? Super fast. He said, I only punched him once. That's minimizing it. He 
he made me look stupid in front of the whole class that's justifying it or, or catastrophizing that what really from what really happened he blew it out of proportion so it's kind of a way just to make people feel okay about doing something wrong and we all get really really good at it so if you can see how this cycle works it's just a tough thing to um and, and, and all of us have them. If you think about it, we, I used to be really small. Uh, I was like 115 pounds when I went to high school. So, so I was super small. I didn't turn 16 until I was almost a junior. And so I hated, I mean, I always feel like a little wimp, you know. And um, it's funny because now I'm 6'3", 240. And Mike, <laughs> you know, I've never really... Uh, worked on this or seen it as really an issue but my kids when some big guy comes by my kids are like calm down dad it's okay you're still big they like to throw it in my face because you know i've talked about this before but it's um it that it, when people say you have issues this is what they're talking about they're talking about that list of core beliefs that just stick with you for a long time and they get triggered by dumb things along the way and so if you take this whole process and, and you look at, at, at kids out there, how, how do you take a kid that's that dysfunctional and help him out? Well, let's say, let's take, let's break it down into the three things. For one, the defense mechanisms, you got to kind of take those away from people. Instead of having uh, defense mechanisms, you need to replace it with accountability. Like, no, 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 no. That isn't how it happened. The kid didn't make everybody in the class make fun of you. He looked over and might have giggled a little bit, but did that really warrant him getting punched in the face? Um, taking that away from a kid will many times make him pretty frustrated, but they need to be because... Um, they need to face that pain uh, the accountable way. So teaching kids accountability, you, you can't get away with it. You just can't treat other people like that no matter what. What you did was wrong. It doesn't matter what led up to it or not. That teaching those kids. And then really, when kids start seeing the effect, the positives of being accountable rather than making excuses for everything, they... they it, it really actually feels good to them. I think um, one of the biggest things you can do as a parent also is help them have a better bag of tricks. So when they do reach in there, there's something positive. Instead of punching this kid in the face, he's got all of these other, you know, one of them could be to call you as a parent or to a friend or a sibling. That You're not going to believe this. This kid, you know, I've got to... F on my test and this kid made fun of me and whatever. Um, having somebody else go, big deal. It's not that big of a deal. Calm down. He's probably just a, you know, he's probably jealous of you and something else and has been waiting for his opportunity to, to laugh at you. Um, adding as many things to that bag of tricks as you can, whether it be exercise, music, um, fishing, hunting, painting, reading, it's funny because everybody's got a, a different list. I, I always laugh when I hear somebody say reading because it's probably nothing that would probably that would not calm me down more than that. But like I like to paint, and a lot of people would say that would just make me more frustrated. So 
these kids need to be taught how to handle things. I remember working with a kid one time who busted everything. Every time he got mad, he would pick something up and bust it. And um, I worked with him and worked with him. And finally, I told his parents, listen, people are getting a little frustrated with the amount of damage that this kid's it's costing everybody a lot more than we're getting paid for him. This needs to end. Well, I remember the mom telling me, Brian, will you take the phone off speaker so I can talk to you? So I took it off and, and I was talking to her so her kid couldn't hear me. And she said, listen, I've taught him this. I buy everything at a knickknack store. I, I never heard of that term before, but she said at a knickknack store, everything's cheap. So when, when I got mad, I'd pick it up and throw it and bust it. And that's what my kids saw all growing up. Well, shouldn't surprise anybody that that's what this kid does every time he got fired up and frustrated. So to help our kids develop that bag of tricks, it's gonna, it's really gonna, t- it's it's gonna teach. It's gonna take you teaching them. Listen, it's not just if you take your kids out on a hike. You need to help them connect the dots. Hey, how did you feel now as compared to when we left? Probably feel a lot better now because you went out and did something. Well, remember that. Remember how that feels. And use that next time you're in a funk. How about music? Music. You're three minutes away from feeling completely different. If you need to calm down, if you need to get fired up, there's nothing that works better than music, really. So um, come up with a song list of songs that fire you up and other ones that calm you down. That uh, A lot of copings that you're going to have to use at work that you can't just turn on a radio, you can't go on a hike or whatever, but, you know, positive self-talk to think things through, to try to reframe them just until you can get off work and then you can get on the phone and call your whoever, or you can use one of the copings that, that really works, even music driving home. But probably the biggest thing that you can do to help these kids is getting to that list of core beliefs that are written on those glasses because having less negative ones is obviously going to equate to having less trigger events. If they don't feel dumb, if they don't feel worthless, if they don't feel um, less than their peers... Those things aren't going to get triggered as much. And how do you change that? How do you erase some of that? That's tough. And that's where uh, that sometimes takes a little bit of time. But when I talk to these kids that, uh, that graduate from our program, we always ask them, what was it? What was it that actually made you change? What was the, what clicked finally? It's, it's fascinating to me because it's never some therapy lesson and it's never some group and it's never, it's, it's never half the time more than it's, it's just not something that was planned most of the time. One that sticks in my head so much was the kid was, uh, fixing a sprinkler with the home supervisor. And when they, um, they kind of rigged it a little bit, trying to fix it fast. And when they flipped the water on, it just kind of blew mud all over both of them. So they turned off the water, they went to Home Depot, they bought all the right parts, they helped put, they worked together and put it all together, they got it fixed, they flipped on the sprinklers, it worked, they gave each other a high five, basically, and the kids said, you know, it was kind of like that moment where I just decided, I want to be, I want to be like him, I want to live my life like him, and it, it kind of took that guy reframing 
in that kid's head, almost erasing. How, how do you feel worthless when somebody who you look up to so much just spent all that time with you and you had that successful opportunity? It starts whittling away at that core belief that you're worthless. They start feeling like, wow, people are taking their time to spend time with me. It says so much. I remember a kid, one of the kid's experiences was he was on a lift at a ski resort with his therapist, and the and they got stuck, and it was like kind of like a blizzard, and he was like, when I sat there and thought, my therapist is up here with me in the freezing cold in a blizzard, <laughs> it, it just starts undoing some of that negative stuff that's written on those glasses. And the more that the kids have that erased and the more they're substituted with positive things, like I am worth this, I, I am not dumb, I may not be the best at this sport, but I'm better at this than, you know, and, and they're able to start doing that, they become a more healthy person. Their bag of tricks is full of better things that are actually very effective. There's not as many trigger events in their life, and, and they slowly just become more and more healthy and it's a it's i know that's kind of a mouthful of things but if you if you take a kid's negative behavior um and and can kind of trace it backwards you'll generally find that this is the pattern one time we had a big basketball tournament for our company and we had a girls home at the time we had like seven boys homes and a girls home so that we brought them all to this big gym and we're gonna have a basketball tournament against each other well, that morning, a kid threw his desk through the window of our school, and the gut feeling, or the gut reaction that I had was to, what in the world, man? This is, we plan these big events for you guys, and and look at the way you respond to them. And, and that was the kind of the gut way I wanted to handle it, and what pretty much probably most people would have handled it that way. Now you're going to miss out on this whole thing, so you're going to sit in the corner and you're not going to participate or whatever. Well, we sat down and talked with this kid, and basically he got backwards. He, he rewound it back to the point of saying, listen, I've been picked last every my whole life. I'm not an athlete, and I've always been made fun of every time I try. So then you guys set up this big tournament where you think some we're where you think we're all going to be excited about it. But I look at it as, I know what's going to happen. I'm going to get out on the court. Or, you know, we, I do have the potential of actually playing against a girls team and, even, and, and looking like I'm a horrible athlete in front of all these girls, in front of all these of my peers, when if I throw a desk or do something stupid, I'm going to be kicked out of it exactly what I want to be. I don't want to be a part of it. And so it was just fascinating to see that kid, you know, the trigger event was this tournament. The core belief was that he just sucks at sports. He reaches into his bag of tricks and what's there? Vandalism. Do something stupid to get out of it. So he slams the thing through the... It makes complete sense, even though it's... It, it doesn't... It, it, even though when you look at it, you say there's such a better way to deal with it. But these kids are so limited in not only their ways they cope with things, but also they have so much garbage written on these things from the way they grew up and from things that their peers have told them and just just the general comparing that they do with other kids. And it, it, it takes time. 
and it takes energy and it takes not all the time, uh, you know, talking is helpful, but time spent with people and helping them know you're worth it. You're, you know, I, 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 our kids idolize the staff they're around. And so when they spend any time with them, when they cheer them on in any way, it really, you can almost just see these kids having issues being whittled away and replaced with things that are that are positive. Now, for the rest of our lives, we're all going to have issues and we're going to have these negative thoughts that we feel about ourselves and we're never going to be able to clear the whole thing up. But to uh, set in motion that process of, of helping people see that the reason I'm mad is probably because of something... You know, that they got triggered. And what can I do better next time um, and how to handle it and maybe to get triggered less? It's uh, it's kind of a fascinating little cycle that we all go through and that we it's, it's in our best interest to kind of understand it well and um, to correct it. And I hope that was ho- helpful. Um, I know I went through a lot of stuff pretty quick, but um, anyway... Hopefully that helps in the world of parenting.